Today, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and we're going to talk about the, we, we talked a couple of weeks ago, we did the overview, like I mentioned, in the Word of God, and anybody remember what we did first? We, we went back and talked about the greater declaration. We talked about the de- greater de- declaration, because a lot of times we start with the Great Commission, and we say, what? Go ye therefore into all the world, right? But we don't back up and see what he said first. He said, first, all authority in, in heaven and earth has been given to me by my Father in heaven. Now go ye therefore. That makes a big difference when we go in the authority that has been his all the way back to before the create forever. That, that has been with him uh, forever and ever. He has all authority in heaven and earth. And we, we understood even over death, which is man's greatest enemy. He's either even conquered the one that we can't conquer, and that's death. The wages of sin is what? Death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So he even conquered the last enemy of mankind so that we can have eternal life. We can live eternally with him. And so we, we backed up and looked at the declaration before we look at the commission. And then the last part of that, we see a promise. I'm going to be with you always, even to the ends of the earth. So let's pray. And we're going to talk about the means today. And we're going to talk about uh, the means uh, of as you are going, as you are going, because there's three uh, participles that he mentions in these verses right here. Uh, that, that he's going to mention, and he's saying, "How do uh, as you, if you're going to if we're to go, how do we go?" And he mentions three three participles or, or or adjectives there that he begins to tell us how we're to go as we're going. We're going baptize. We're going. We're baptizing, and we're teaching. And so those are three things, and we're going to look at these for the next three weeks, or maybe uh, if we put something in between. But we're going to look at these, and today we're going to look at go. We're going to look at an entire message on go, and that's what we want to look at. If he said to go, we're going to look at what does that mean, uh, to go. So let's pray. Father, we love you again, and we thank you for this day. We thank you for this group of people. Father, we thank you for testimonies of how, God, uh, Lord, your, your, your people are, are helping us to grow, God, in the church. And, Lord, we want to grow beyond that. We want to grow beyond the walls of this and take the gospel to the, to the four corners of the earth. And so, Lord, just speak to our hearts today. Change our lives, God. Help Help us to realize that we're all called to be disciples and to make disciples and to go into all the world and preach this good news of this message. Lord, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So again, three participles or a verbal adjectives that we see. Go baptize as you're going and teach all people what he's commanded us. If you go to the disciple, uh, if you remember this several weeks back, we looked that a follower of Jesus, a good, a good definition of a disciple is a follower of Jesus who is learning from Jesus, trusting Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and then this is where I think we failed in this church, and I apologize. I, I take all, I shoulder all the blame for this, but where, where I feel like I haven't done and maybe we haven't done together, and I believe the American church has been weak in this because we've designed, uh, 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 this is very needful what we're doing here. It's very needful that we continue. We didn't just decide that 200 and something years of church and community in America is a bad idea. That's a wonderful, we need the local church. It's powerful. That's why we go into other nations and we and we 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 call people to come to Christ and then we build churches because that's vital to bring people in and to teach to them in this format of setting. But this isn't the only way that we are to teach people and we're going to learn that in the in the days ahead that we're going to see that you're to be teaching people and you're going to find that today that that we're all to be teaching people as we go. And so uh, a follower of Jesus we're learning from Jesus 
That's what we're doing here today. We're trusting Jesus. We're becoming like Jesus. And then this part, I think we've, 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 we've looked at the church or the leadership or the, or the teachers, and we've often said that's their job. They're called to do that. But no, we're going to change the mentality where it's not just on me and it's not just on leadership here. It's on you. We're all called to go out then and help others to become Christians and become disciples. So that's a vital part of Christianity that we haven't, we, in the Western world, we haven't structured where we, we need to do that. So we're going we're gonna to learn to do that in the days ahead. So today we're going to focus on go and what does that particular mean. So a disciple, we said, is that. And then I want you to look, we looked at a discipleship pathway. And I believe this is going to be very helpful to find out where we are. Because no matter where we are in our journey, we're always going to be on different levels here in this church. Uh, and, 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 and when you go out and make other disciples, you're always going to be on different levels. You're going to have people that are, you're, you're, uh, you've just connected to Jesus. And, and when you've connected to Jesus, hopefully you've connected to other disciples. Maybe it was a, somebody that discipled you and brought you and connected you to Jesus. And then you're, hopefully they, they, they encourage you to get connected to a local church. So some of us are on the connect level. We connected to Jesus, we connected to disciples, and we connected to a local church. Some of us have stayed there for way, 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 way too many years. That's all you've done and that's all you think Christianity is. That's not all Christianity is. You should have committed. You should have committed. To be in a disciple means to commit. Now you are committing your life to Jesus. You are coming and following him. You're leaving your nets. You're leaving other things. Father and mother, sister, brother. And I'm committing to Jesus. Anybody who wants to be my disciple must hate their father and mother, sister and brother. Not, not literally hate them, but I better be up at the top spot. I come before everything. And so love, you, you put me in my rightful place. And so somewhere you're committing to Jesus. He's Lord of my life. He is becoming. Anybody that wants to be my disciple must deny their self. I'm, not, I'm denying even myself and my wants and desires. I just want to come to church. I don't want to do anything. Nope, Jesus didn't give me that option. He said to commit to him, lay down my life, take up my cross and follow him wherever he leads me, whatever he calls me to do. Brad, you're going to business school? No, I don't think so. You're going into the ministry. You're going to follow me where I want you to go. You know, uh, you don't want to go to college? You're going to college. You know, he calls us all to different things. You want to be this? I'm calling you to be a stay-at-home mom. Whatever. He's calling us into different places as we commit to him and then we commit to disciples. We don't do this alone. We're not rogue. They came and committed to one another. They committed to fellowship. They committed to going out two by two together and doing ministry together. They committed to disciples and they committed to a church. They didn't just come for years and never do anything. They finally asked somebody, what can I do? Can I pick up the blankets? Can I, can I wash them? Can I, can I clean something? Can I do, uh, can I, can I do the lawnmower? Can I, can I, can I teach a class? Can I, what can I do? They got committed. So there's some that have connected. There are some on the discipleship pathway that you've committed to something, but we don't stop there. And here's where we've stopped most of our people. Now we are to equip. While you're being committed to these things, you're to be you're to be being equipped, equipped to go out and to do the call of ministry. And that's unleashing disciple makers. That's what I'm hoping we do this year. That we unleash people into their callings. That we equip people, and then they go out into their callings. If we're sitting in a Sunday school class, we are sitting into a Sunday school 
school class to be equipped, not to sit there and be lifelong members of a Sunday school class. You should be growing and equipping so that you can go out and either begin doing that yourself or doing something else that God has called you to do to become a disciple maker. Take what you're learning and go teach it to somebody else in a, in a coffee shop or in your home or somewhere. Do something with what you're learning. You use your gifts and your passions in, in, prop- in proportion to your ministry and capacity. So this is our pathway that we're going on and you, we should be having people that are we're connecting now to Jesus. We should have people that are committing uh, even further to go along on the journey and then we should be unleashing people into doing it themselves. Hey, you're going to speak now. Hey, you're going to pray now. Hey, you're going to teach a class now. Hey, you're going to keep a nursery now. Hey, you're going to go out and do something for Jesus. You're going on the mission trip this time. You're raising the money. You're doing the photography pictures to raise money for a missionary so that they can go into the world. So that's where we're headed. That's where we should have been heading. And will it cost us something? Yeah, it costs your life. Jesus said, lose your life. Lose your life and you can be my disciple. Right? Right? All these guys lost their life. That means they decided television's less important than following Jesus. That, that means overtime at the job is less important. God has called me to be a disciple maker first. A disciple maker. This is my primary job. Above motherhood, above fatherhood, above, above pastoring. This is my primary job. We are to go into the world and make disciples. We've had it wrong in here. I've mixed, I have had it wrong. I'm admitting that to you. We're backing the bus up and we're going to try to lead us to where we need to be going as Christians and followers of Jesus Christ. Amen? So how do we make disciples? As I said, we go, we baptize, and we teach. So look at Matthew 28, and let's look at the first one to go. Matthew 28, verse 18. And Jesus said unto them, and Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. As we said, that's that great declaration that's so vital. It's so vital to this commission. Now that I've risen from the dead, I'm redeeming authority. I've redeemed it. And, and, and they tried to come against my authority. It's proven they can't. I've had authority always with my father, and I still have authority. And we are redeeming it, and I'm giving it to you to, to go out now and to do right things in the culture. And in the, I want you to take the power that's been usurped and done wrong, and I want you as my disciples to go out and do it right. We're to make things better. God gave us authority. It's like this. We are, we are to do... It's, he gave us wonderful things. He gave us grain and wheat. But you know what we're to do with that grain and wheat? He said, make it better. So you know what we do? We grind it up and we make something called bread. And it's delicious. And that's what he told his creation to do. Take the things that I created and gave you. And now go, go and take them into the world and bless the world with them. So we take the things that he gave us, the resources, and we take those things and we work in factories and we work in places and we bless the world with these things and that's what God said that we're to do and that's what he took his authority and his power and he put it and invested it in us and we're to go into the world and to make the world a better place for Jesus Christ. We're to say the kingdom of God is here and the redemption of power is here. Hey, your boss is unworldly and ungodly and he doesn't and he leads like a tyrant, like the Gentiles. Guess what? Christians lead like servants. The least is the 
the greatest. And we begin to demonstrate the type of authority that Jesus has in the world. And so that's what we become disciples of His, followers of His. We learn from Him, and then we go out and we teach that to others. And we haven't been teaching that to others. We've just been sitting in there learning it, taking it in, ever coming to more knowledge, telling other people, showing off our knowledge, all passing it around in there. But we're not taking it out and being doers of the Word, where we have somebody around our table, somebody before work in, in the marketplace, leading them, teaching them the ways of God, fellowshipping with them. And so Jesus is saying, all authority is mine. I'm giving it to you. Now go into the world and make disciples. And so we're looking at that word go, and today we're going to look at it. So he says, and Jesus said unto them, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore. What are we to go and do? Make disciples. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the ends of the earth. So we're going to look at the word go from four different angles. If you thought you could do that, you're going to, we're going to look at it from four different angles because there's four different angles here in this passage of Scripture that we're going to look at it. And, and, and when you look at a word when you're in the Bible, you look at a word, you, you've got to look at the word. Here's where a lot of people mess up. They look at the word and they take words out and they begin to teach on something and they really mess themselves up because they don't take it in context. You can take a word out of here and make it anything you want to do, but you need to back up not only in the, sometimes in the chapter, what's before, what's after, sometimes the whole Bible and, 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 and entire books and see what the context of, the, of this is. So today we're looking at go and we're going to look at this word go from four different angles so that we will understand what that word go because somebody could just go haphazardly. It's like uh, ready, fire, aim. And that's not what Jesus did. He didn't have a ready, fire, aim approach. He didn't just go and say, let's figure it out as we go. He was organized. He knew what he was doing. It was ready, aim, fire. It, it was, uh, it, he, 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 had a, he knew what he was doing. When he was doing that. Uh, and so, uh, so we want to look at this word, go. Look at it in the context. He commands them to go and make disciples of all nations. In other words, everything that I've done with and for you, now, these last three years, I'm calling you to do the same with other people. Everything that I've called you to do and everything that you hung out with me and we did... I, I was preparing you, and it was not a. Uh, uh, it was. It was. It was a. It, it, it was strategic, and it was. It was purposefully done because I was preparing you. I called you, and I. You hung out, and now I'm making you a fisher of men at the right time. Now I'm releasing you to be fishers of men. All that I've done with you now to this time. Now I'm ready for you to put it into action. So, so think about that. He's saying, go and make disciples just like I discipled you, and that's what we've got to begin to do. We've got to begin to disciple people and then let them become disciple makers. That, that's, that's the goal. So four angles of go. And here's how we're going to look at these four angles of go. Number one, time and number two, circumstances. We're going to look at the aspect of go related to time. In this chapter, it's important that you look at it in relation to time and in relation to the setting or circumstance. And then we're going to look at it in going in relation to locally and globally. So four things, time, circumstance, locally, globally. So what, is the, what does go mean in the relationship of time 
and setting. Well, what he could have done or what he should have done uh, was, was added a little word. If you look right here, he said, go therefore and make disciples. But you could better have inserted the word, go now. Go now, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Because that's what he's really saying in, in regards to time. It's now. Sometimes when we say the word go, it's like go clean your room, and it's now. I mean like go, green light, go. I'm not talking about yesterday, I'm talking about now. And that's what this passage of Scripture is saying now. Now that I've risen from the dead, now that you have spent, you have come and followed me, you've left everything and you follow me. You spent three and a half years observing, learning, doing everything that I've done. Now, go. It's go time. It's go time. It's not yesterday. It's not tomorrow. It's go time now. And that's what he's telling these disciples there, that they're ready and the time to go is now. And, 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 and he gives us that time in there. In Matthew 28 and 7, if you look, he told the, the, the woman there, the women there at the tomb, he said, uh, go quickly and tell the disciples. So, so, so you can tell from that, again, there's an immediacy to this. Go quickly now. The time is now. Go and tell the disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, uh, he's going before me in Galilee. There you will see him. See, I've told you this. So it's a, it's, it's a go now. That's what he's number one saying. I want you to make disciples, and I want you to do it now. And I want you to do it of all nations. He's saying you can't stay where you are because they're in a nation, and they're amongst Jewish people. And he's saying, hey, that's fine that you're in a people group here called the Jews and you're in a certain nation, but I'm not, it's not going to be just here. You're going to go now and you're going to go beyond this nation to other people groups and it's go time. And before he said go though, remember a few weeks ago, what did he say before he said go? Come. Before he said go, he said come. And then he said what? And this is for everybody in this room. Come, and I will make you a fisher of men. I want you to come, and then I'm going to send you out, and you're going to go. But there's a, in between, you're going to learn of me. You're going, to, you're going to follow me. You're going to learn. You're going to be baptized. You're going, to, you're going to learn of my ways. You're going to observe my commandments. You're going to become a follower of me. You're going to be discipled. You're going to be a trained. You're going to be commit to me. You're going to equip. And then, then you're going. You're going to the nations of the world, and you're going to fish for men. I'm going to send you out, and you will help me draw others into this thing. You're going to cast the net, and there's going to be fish that are going to come and fill the net as you go into the world and cast the net, and you begin to fish and draw other people into this thing called Christianity. Why are our churches full? It's our fault, folks. Why do we not have people we can whine about the time? The times were just as bad or worse than they were in the days of the Apostle Paul. He's going into cities like Ephesus and they got witchcraft books up to billions or hundreds of thousands of dollars. They're going in and there's false gods everywhere. There's sex going on to prostitutes in the temple. They got it bad everywhere they go. They've got Jews that are mad at them and persecuting them because they're preaching this new way. So folks, don't sit here and whine that we got it so rough in the last times. They took this gospel to where God told them to go and they followed the pattern of what He taught them to do and guess what? They threw the net in the world and when they threw the net into the world they brought in a haul of fish that was amazing they brought people into the family and the kingdom of God that has continued on until this time that we're living in right now amen 
So everything he did and everything he said and everything he taught them was for the future, future mission of catching fish. There was something Jesus took them through before he said go. And if you're at a place where now you, would, you don't know Jesus Christ, then today I'd be calling you to come. Come. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. He's going to make you a fisher of man. But before you go, you need to come. For all of those who have been in here that have come to Jesus and you've been discipled for years and years and years and years, I'd say we're getting ready. It's time we need to go. We need to go. We need to go into the world and preach this gospel. Again, it's not a ready, fire, aim. It's not a figure it out as we go along the way. It's not, uh, and then, but yet, let me say this, because this is why a lot of you haven't gone. It's not that you have it all together either. Okay? It's not wait till you get it all together. You know, that's like wait, we'll have children when we get enough money. That's never. We'll wait and get married when we have enough money. That's never, right? We just eventually took the plunge and we did it. And God supplied for us and He took care of us. It's the same with this. It's not, you don't go without a plan and you don't go crazily. You, 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 you wait sometimes and have patient discipling that takes place. But then you also don't wait until, until you're ready or feel like you got enough accomplished and, and, and you go out when you, you don't have it all together. And so Jesus sent them out like that. So the time component, it has to be at balance with that second point, and that's the idea of the circumstance or the setting in which we do seek to do it. So that word go, first of all, meant the immediacy. It's go now. It's go now. Go quickly and go to all the nations of the world. Don't stay in just the place you are. Go. Go and take this gospel of the kingdom. Make disciples in other places. But that Greek word could also be translated as you go, make disciples. So another word is circumstances. The time is go, but it's also as you go make disciples of all nations. And this is so important because that means wherever we go. That means, uh, that, that means normal life activities. At work, you're making disciples. That means at home, you're making disciples. That means in school, you're making disciples. That means in your neighborhood, you are discipling. You are looking to make disciples. And this falls in line with what we talked about. I couldn't wait because last week when we did when I read Deuteronomy 6 Jesus commission is is an extension of Moses's commission because Moses gave a commission at well as well and Jesus is hearkening back to Moses's commission and let me read that to you because here's what he's doing he's piggybacking off of this and hearkening in Deuteronomy 6 and look what the Bible says in Deuteronomy 6 it says this it says hero Israel the Lord our God the Lord is one and you shall love the Lord God with with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. Listen to what he says. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And you shall talk about them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. When should you do this? In all the settings of life. This is what not what we're doing as a church. We are doing it right inside of here. And that's it. We need to do it in all settings of life. We don't compartmentalize Sunday to our Christianity and then all through the week we do nothing else. No, on Monday we're making disciples, on Tuesday we're making disciples on Wednesday we're making, on Thursday on Friday, in every setting of life. When you rise up, you're doing this. When you sit down, when you rise up, you gather the family together and say, family, I'm going to teach you how to pray, Meredith, so that future generations of our family will know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They'll know that when they call on the name of the Lord, that He is saved. 
hey, Meredith, I'm not making you just a Christian. I'm making you a disciple, a follower of Jesus. You're going to learn how to pray. You're going to watch Daddy and Mama read the Scriptures and open the Scriptures up. And when we walk along the way, when we're at Disneyland or we're here or we're there, hey, look at that beautiful sunset. That was put in the sky by God Almighty. And we're teaching them everywhere we go. And we're not just doing it there. We're doing it with a coworker. Hey, I know y'all not, may not believe like this. We're at lunch together. But I pray before my meal. And I'm going to pray if you don't mind. And I pray and bow my head. As you walk, as you sit, as you go along the way, you are representing Christ and you are discipling people and you are being a disciple and you are making disciples. Amen? Amen. So go now and in every setting of life, we make disciples. Hey, I can't come to the birthday family. I'm sorry. Why do we not put these things on, on, on Saturday? I, I'm going to be the example. God wants me to meet with the family of God and we meet on Sunday. And you know that. And if you want me to be at this event, then please, could we, could we make that on, on, on this day? I'm not trying to be legalistic. I'm not trying to be ugly to you. But we be an, we're an example. We're an example to the world. We're an example to our family. We're constantly discipling. We're constantly teaching. We're constantly training. We, that, that this is how we do. We'll be at all the practices for ball. But we won't make Wednesday night. We won't make Sunday. We, we're discipling. We're exampling. We haven't done that. And with the culture has taken our world it's taken our churches it's taken our communities and it's taken them right to hell amen if we don't wake up and start discipling our children, if we don't wake up and start discipling the neighborhood, if we don't wake up and start discipling the areas it's being swallowed up by Babylon and they've got us man and so we've got to get back to this commission. It works. And this is how Jesus said, go now and go in the settings around you. As you go in life, in all the settings of life, do this in all the settings of life. Go now and make disciples. And as you go, uh, holds it together. That's what holds this thing together. Make disciples as you go. Don't just stay in one spot. Jesus had a base of operations, but you know what? He, 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 he left that base of operations and he went from town to town to town. Isn't that what he did? He went from town to town to town with this message and he demonstrated the reality of the kingdom of God. His public ministry was the main thing or, or was not the main thing that he did. He did public ministry. He laid hands on the sick. He showed them the kingdom was here. He went out and preached. He went out and taught. But then what was the main thing that he did? The main thing he did, Lisa, was he spent time with 11 guys. That was the main thing he did. Discipling 11 men. That was his main main thing that he did every day hanging out with these people baptizing them and there and then and then and then uh, showing them what the kingdom of God is like John baptized them probably and all that kind of thing but in the future we're going to baptize people and then uh, he, he he then he taught them the way that he believed and poured into their life day by day by day by day until they were ready that was the main work of Jesus equipping them so that when he said go they're not going out with a re ready, fire, aim. They're going out with a ready, aim, fire. Now's the time. You know what to do. Do what I showed you to do. Now go. Go. 
Go. It's go time. Go and make disciples. And as you go, make disciples. And so that's what he did. He gave us the, the, the pattern that, that for us. He discipled. In, and here's how he discipled. He discipled, if you remember. And this is why it's so important not only to have teaching in here and preaching in here where we learn doctrine, we learn different things in here and in Sunday school classes, that sort of thing. But I'm going to tell you why you need to do it as you go. This is where we're failing as Christians. You need to let people in your life. Let the walls down. Get over the hurt. Man, it's been 20 years. It's been 30 years. Get over it. Get over the church hurt. Get over the hurt hurt from parents. Look, I've had it too. I had to get over it too. But it's time to get over it and move on to the mission of Jesus. I know it hurt. I'm not minimizing it. Take it to Jesus. He came to heal the brokenhearted. He's not calling people to stay in hurt and in bitterness and in unforgiveness and never move out of that spot for 100 years. He's not calling us to let certain people in our walls and certain people out of our walls. He called us to love our enemies. He called us to go to those who persecute us. He called and said when they revile you, don't revile them back. He called us to love and to go out and serve the world and to take the gospel to the uttermost parts of the world. It ain't about you. It's about Him and them. Amen? Right. And each other. Prefer the one next to you more than you prefer yourself. Put that on a bumper sticker and on your Twitter thing. That ain't going to get any likes. Everybody's going to tell me how they can twist the Word of God and that's not true for them. And again, that's subjective that we learned last week. That's what you've learned, your feelings, my feelings. No, I'll tell you what absolute truth is. God's Word says to love other people more than you love yourself. So stop with all that, that New Age babblum. It's, it's, it's wrong. And get into the Word of God and know absolute truth. Amen? Bow to this. Don't bow to my feel like. I feel like I can hate that person. I feel like I can have another section in heaven away from people. I feel like I can move churches because I hate that group of people and never have to make it right with them. He discipled them in ways that are proactive and reactive. So he had structured teaching times like this. Or, or preaching times that he had. You, you can see them in the book of Matthew. Five structured. Uh, when you read the book of Matthew that we're in right now. You can see five structured teachings of Jesus. Where he structured the teaching. Like the Sermon on the Mount. And other places where that's how he discipled them and taught them. But then he shaped things that they encountered. All of a sudden as they went. They would say things like this. Why couldn't we do what you did? Why couldn't we cast out the demon? Why couldn't we do that? Why couldn't we do this? What just happened back there? You just fed 5,000 people with a little fish, with a little boy's lunch. What just happened, Jesus? So there was not only teaching that was going on here in the structured teaching, sitting down and teaching. There was teaching as they went. This is missing in Christianity. This is missing in the body of Christ. To our children, to our family. Family, to, uh, to, to other men, to other women that, that you let into your life and we take them under the arm and we teach them in everyday life. Why we do this? That's Titus where you pass on down from the older to the younger and all that. We begin to show them how to be a wife, how to be a homemaker, how to be a, a worker, how to be this, how to be that. We begin to teach them and we begin, but you got to let people in your life again. You got to love people more than you love yourself and your feelings. And I heard somebody, me and Raymond were at a conference. And this guy said, you may be an introvert, but there's an extrovert living on the inside of you and his name is Jesus. 
So that's no excuse. And then they were shaped by the things they saw. My daughter's dying. Come. And they saw Jairus' daughter be raised up. And they saw. They were, so they were shaped. This is what we need, folks. This is what healthy discipleship is going to be. It's going to be some teaching like this. Some teaching you're doing. and then, But we can't stop at just teaching in a lady's Bible study, in a men's Bible study. You can't just stop at teaching in this pulpit. It's got to move beyond to that where we are discipling people. They're following us. They're seeing our lives. And, we're, and as they go places with us and do things with mature Christians, we're showing people who've just been connected to Jesus how to walk out this Christian life and what to do in certain circumstances. When the hammer hits my hand, I don't say, oh. They start to see how we live out things, how we handle things, how we do things. And it begins, they were shaped by the things they saw. They were, and, then, and then lastly, uh, the, by the things they saw, like a tree. Hey, look at that fig tree. It doesn't have any figs. Well, wait till tomorrow. It's going to be worse. Or it's going to be better. Or look at that temple over there. Not one stone's going to be left on that temple tomorrow. And so they were shaped by what they saw. And, and, and so that was Jesus' teaching methods. That needs to be our teaching methods in life. It needs to be not only here, but it needs to be as we go. In the neighborhood, in the community, in the workplace, everywhere that we go. So it's go time, number one, now. And then secondly, as you go, uh, now as you go, make disciples. When you rise up, when you go to bed, when you walk along the way, everywhere that you go, make disciples of all nations. So let's look at the last two real quick quick, global scope and local aspect, aspect of go. So this word go, the second thing we want to look at is there. He says in Matthew 28, 19, go therefore and make disciples of what? All nations. That means going to all nations. Because again, they are in one little nation already. And he's saying, don't stay there, but go to all nations. Did he mean in their lifetime, in the lifetime of the 11? Is it go in your lifetime and make uh, disciples of all nations? No, that wasn't it. Because they, did, they went far. They went really far, but they didn't get uh, to, to, the, to as far as they needed to go. And it's been going on generationally. So keep going generationally until you make disciples of all nations. They spread the gospel through the Roman Empire. They spread it as far as India. But then other people came along after that generation and began to spread it further and further and further and further. And folks, we've gone a long way, especially now with the internet and other things that we can get around on planes and this and that. But there's still a lot of unreached people groups that still need to be reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you know why they're unreached? Because they're hard to reach. If they could have been reached, they would have been reached already. We got all the places that are easy to reach. There are some places where it's very hard to reach, but we still have the commission and the command to reach these places. And folks, I'm telling you, there, there's plans out there. You can go look them up. There's plans that we have reached a lot, and there's not much left. And they're going to reach it. They're gonna, they, there's plans to reach these places and to translate and to do all of this. And we can be part of that. And so he tells them, go now to all nations. It's going to take, it may take generations. And he says, when should you start this? 
this global mission? When should they start the global mission? Or where should they start? We know when, go now. But where should they start the global mission? Well, Acts 1, he tells us, right the last thing he says before he leaves and ascends back into heaven. These are the words that he gives us. And these are his parting words as he ascends back into heaven. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses where? In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. So where do we start? We start in Jerusalem. That's the place where you are. Brookside, a warrior, Coleman, wherever you live, Alabaster, wherever we live. We start in the place where we are. And then we begin, but don't stay there. We take it beyond that place and we begin to go to the ends of the earth. Don't stop when you get to Samaria, uh, to Judea. Don't don't stop and say, I don't like those Samaritans. They're a nasty bunch of people. No, you're to go to Samaria and you're to go all the way to the ends of the earth. You're to take this gospel of the good news. Keep on going until. So that's the global aspect. Where are we to go? We start in Jerusalem and we go all the way to the ends of the earth. But the local aspect of it is you're baptizing them. And you're helping people declare their allegiance to Jesus by teaching them everything he commanded. So there's a global aspect, all the world. But then in those places where you are, here, where you started, or if you go to another ethnic group, because that's what it really translates to is ethnicities, this type of group, people group that you go to where they have the culture and this and that. Or if you go to that place and you begin to live there, then you begin to baptize those people there locally and you begin to get them into church. You begin to disciple them. You begin to walk with them like Jesus did every day. And then you begin to, to make disciples of them right there in that place where it is. So it has this global reach that's huge, but then it has this local reach where it happens up close and personal. And that's where it's at the neighborhood grabbing somebody and say, hey, would you like to study the Bible with me? Would you like to do this? That's where it begins to happen. Would you be willing for us to crack open the Bible at 7 o'clock before we start at 8 at lunch at, at work? Could we study the Bible together? Could we do this? Could we do that? And that's where you begin to grow and you begin to, to make disciples in these places and it's up close it's locally and up close so if you're sent from one location to another to make disciples it's a global thing that you're going a far off place but then when you get there you're coming down and you're engaging with them personally and relationally and you're discipling them just like Jesus modeled disciple making where he lived and spent his time with 12 men telling them about the kingdom of God and getting them ready to where they would then go out and be disciple makers of all nations themselves so that's what we do. So where do we start? We start here in Brookside. And we work in our schools. And we work in our workplaces. We work in our neighborhoods. And in our normal daily rhythms of life. As we go. As he said. We, we don't compartmentalize it to just church. Well I did my church thing. And now I'll see you next Sunday. Or I'll see you Wednesday. No. As we are sent out of this place. And as we go into the marketplace. As we go into the workplace. As we go into a family. As we go to the family reunion. As we go to Walmart. 
Walmart, as we go here and as we go there, we are making disciples. We are looking to connect people to Jesus. We're looking to connect people to other disciples. We're looking to connect people to the church. Somebody's crying on a bench. We don't just walk past them. The Spirit nudges us and says, go back, talk to them. And we begin to talk to this person. And they're broken and they're, and they're, and they're destitute. And their husband just got laid off and they don't have much money. And, and, and you stop and you say, uh, what's going on? Can I talk to you? Well, we're, we're down, we're, we're, we're suffering and blah, 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 blah. And you say, well, let me, can I share Jesus? We'll tell you something about Jesus. And you begin to tell them, hey, I'd like to invite you to come to a, another group of people that's like me. And a lot of them have been laid off and a lot of them have suffered and we've helped each other. And so you're connecting people, connecting them with Jesus, connecting them with disciples, connecting them with the local church. And then you're hoping to get them committed and then to send them out and equip them to send them on out and do it to other people. So we're doing that as we come, as we go, as we sit down, as we rise up, as we raise our children, as we teach them, as we discipline them, as we cheer at their games. We're looking for opportunities to show the good rule of who Jesus is. And all life becomes a school of discipleship. And that's what I want our mentality to start becoming. And the key part of learning that is within the local church. It's within the local church. When you come and you get plugged in with a church family, you come and learn of me, Jesus says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so we learn of him and we get plugged in and, and, and we, then, we, then we get called and then we say, man, I want to go to some mission trip. I want to go to some unreached people. I want to do outreach right here in this community. And so we begin to get called into the places that God calls us and where we work our fields and do that, that sort of thing. So, so sometimes it's geographically remote. Sometimes it's far off this, that, whatever. But, 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 but we go with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so that's what we're to do. That's what we're to do. And if you're interested in going as you get in plugged in here and as you learn and as you, as you know Jesus more, as you get that urge to want to, to, to go somewhere, let us know that. You want to go on a mission trip? We got people, even if we don't take a trip personally, I can get you connected to people that you can go to other parts of the world. Or, you know what a great part of doing is? You support local missions here of the missionaries that we have. You don't have to wait on me to give a special offering. You'd say, Brad, I want to help Victor. I want to help Doru. I want to help. Uh, I've got a guy. I've got somebody in this church that sends extra money, and they they send it to me and said, "Can you get this to somebody in Israel?" And they send it, and we get it to Israel, or we get it to there at times. So we we will get you connected of ways you can help if that's your heart of reaching people in the nations of the world. And so so we can do that. It's it, it, but you, but but it's getting connected here, getting equipped, or getting connected with other believers, getting equipped and then being sent out to other places. That's what we want to do. That's what we want to see done in the world. So, so here's the call today, and I believe everybody's here as a follower, but if you're not a follower, before you go, the call has come, and you need to come to Jesus. And then you need to get with believers, you need to get with, uh, with a church, and you need to, to follow him, follow his, you need to be baptized, follow his teachings, follow his ways, and then, and then he's going to make you a fisher of men. And then the second thing is if you are a follower of Jesus, you need to know, which is mostly this room, he's commissioned us. He's commissioned us. And I'm sorry for holding that back. He's commissioned you. He's commissioned us and promised to be with us 
And he promises that his spirit will empower us. Empower us to do this work. So I'm going to pray. And I want to pray over you that God would, uh, would, would help us to do that in this year. So Father, we just pray. God, that you would equip us. God, that you would equip us. God, I believe a lot of us here are connected to Jesus. We've been connected to one another for a lot of years. And other disciples, the friends that you brought to us, God, and we've been connected with them. And Father, um, we've done lots of teaching and Bible studies. We've been connected to the church, even served in the church. God, some of us committed to even taking that further to where we're, we're actually involved in, in, in things, in ministry things. And God, uh, it, we're, we're involved with, uh, with, with, with helping other believers, God. We're involved with, uh, with helping the church. We're involved with uh, committed to Jesus for whatever he tells us and asks us to do. And Father, some of, some of us have been equipped and, 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 and called uh, into places and, and are doing that. But God, there's many, many here today, God, that, that we need to get to a place where they, they are equipped and they're, they're, they, they understand the immediacy of this command. And that's to go, go, go into all the nations and start right, right, right where you are as you go into your neighborhood, into your jobs, here and there, that God, we are to be witnesses for Jesus Christ. And we're to, we're to call people to connect with you, Lord, and to know you, and to make disciples, to see that they're baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and to see, Lord, that they are taught to observe all the ways of the Lord. And that's not just like we think in the Western world of getting to them to a place where they sit down and hear a man teach. Those things are good, and we, there's a need for that. Even Jesus did that. But we also need to take people under our wing, and as we go... Lord, that they, they're in a group of disciples that they go hang out with. They hang out with them at the bowling alley. They hang out with them in all of life. They hang out and go fishing. They go to football games. They go to baseball games. They, learn, they cook with them. They barbecue together. And they learn to know what it is to be a follower of Jesus Christ. They can see it. They can observe it. They can ask questions. And Lord, they can sit down and study the Word of God together. And Lord, the, the disciples in the Acts, they devoted themselves. They devoted themselves. God, to the apostles' teaching. They devoted themselves to fellowship. They devoted themselves to the breaking of bread, to communion. They devoted themselves, God, also, uh, Lord, to prayer. And Father, we want to be a people who does that. So Lord, make us disciples. Help us to commit. Help us to be equipped. And then help us to go, God. Help us to follow the mission and the commandment that you have given to every one of us in this room. Come follow me, and I'll make you a fisher of men, God. It's time. It's time, God. It's time to become fishers of men, God. The world is dying and going to hell. And God, it's, they're doing it on our watch. And it's up to us, God. It's not up to someone else. It's up to us. We have the rod and reel in our hand. And God, it's up to us to cast it out. And Lord, to see into the sea of people, God. And to see people come to know Jesus Christ. So God, give us the Holy Spirit. God, fill us with the Holy Spirit. 
power that will make us witnesses. And God, if you're like, Lord, if they're like me, God, I don't look like an introvert up here, but at many times I am an introvert, but there's an extrovert living on the inside of me. And Lord, your name is, the name is Jesus, and you'll help me through whatever situation that I need to go through to, te- to, to, to help people connect to you. So help us to be mindful of that. Help us to learn how to do that in the days ahead. God, be with all of our church family, Lord Jesus, those that have just lost loved ones. God, those that are still sick and battling different things, touch their bodies, heal their bodies, God. And Lord, let make us soul winners in the last days. We give you all the praise. We give you all the honor. And we give you all the glory. We ask all these things and pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.